Guys, let's move forward looking ahead at this coming season. I want to talk about the running back position group. So this is a position group last year that actually helped our offense to kind of hang on, cling and hang around in these games, um, control the clock, maintain possession um, when the defense wasn't dominating on the other side of the ball. Um, Cody, I know you spent a good amount of time taking a look at the running back group. If you're Tony Elliott and you're looking ahead at this group and this team, um, knowing what, what talent you have, knowing what they've done both in 2014 and previous coming in, spring game, spring practice, and so far in the fall, where do you break down this, this position group? Um, talk through it. Let us know who your starter is. Who do you see as kind of the, the dark horse to take over that starting position, if any? Um, and where are we? Is this going to be the, the power of the offense, or is this just going to be kind of a satisfactory group? It's, it's, I mean, that's a lot, there's a lot to be determined there. First, who's the starter? Who's the guy? It's, it's Wayne Gallman. I mean, make no mistake. He's, he's the guy. The coaches have declared it. He, I mean, he, you know, he deserved it coming off of the end of the year last year. He, he was the guy. I mean, he did really well against South Carolina. He improved a lot as the season went along. He's, uh, he was a red freshman, really learning how to be a running back. His vision improved. Frankly, I'm not excited about, and I'm not excited about any of our running backs except for Tyshawn Dye. I think he's the guy that I compare our, our core of running backs to like a pitching unit, a, a starting pitching rotation. There's no ace in the bunch. There's a bunch of middle of middle of the relief type guys, maybe some back of the rotation type guys. It's bullpen by committee. Some, or you can compare it to bullpen, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and a few bullpen guys <laughs> that come in. So no studs, no C.J. Spillers, Andre Ellington types, at least on the surface. We have a bunch of workhorses. Who? Who's your favorite workhorse? Well, I think Galman, for one, is the guy that's been able to come in there consistently, had some great games, and he's been able to stay healthy. So I think one guy right there, C.J. Davidson, has a lot of... Uh, he does have experience. He's an upperclassman. He's, uh, he's graduated. So I think he has some leadership there. Um, and then you have some other guys that actually have experience playing. I mean, you do have Zach Brooks and uh, Tyshawn Dye. Choice. Uh, probably is not going to factor in a lot this year, we don't think. But he has experience. So Yeah, but like, there's a lot of names there. But like, who, who is even close to what C.J. Spiller or what James Davis oh, was? Oh, no, or even Andre Ellington. Nobody. Or Andre a, Ellington. A, a, absolutely. I think that was a, you know... That was a very special, you know, period in Clemson football as far as running backs are concerned, and yeah, certainly we don't have those guys right now. It is, you know, you think about back then though when we had those guys, who did we have wide receiver? It was good as wide receivers we've had since DeAndre Hawkins, Sammy Watkins, Artavis Scott, Raymond McLeod, Deion Kane, Mike Williams, Mike Williams. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I don't think the position groups are going to align, but. You brought up the point of balance between the two sort of um, playmaking groups. I think this year the level of depth and high upside talent that we have at wide receiver almost in my mind gives the running back group a little bit of a pass in terms of what we're going to need from them. We are going to have to run the ball. Um, teams are going to you know, double team our receivers, basically play the defense against the fact that we're going to throw. So what are we going to get out of our running backs? Yeah, there's. I mean, the running backs aren't gonna. I mean, they're gonna rely a lot on the offensive line, for one, to to give them holes to run through. 
And they're also going to rely on Deshaun Watson to spread the field to open up um, a lot of like, you know, obviously the threat of the deep ball will spread out the defense, spread out the secondary. So that alone is going to make the, the running backs, it's going to give them a little bit more room to run in. Um, mm-hmm. But still, I mean, just looking at the talent there, there's, I mean, let's go back to the one guy, Tyshawn Dye. He's the guy that we haven't seen. We've seen about 75, maybe 80% of what he, tr- what he truly is. Maybe that maybe that's that number's even lower because he's been injured the last couple of years. This is his third year with the program. And he, he really has he has the build, he has the athleticism. He doesn't have like the top end speed. He's no he's no CJ Spiller, but he does have good enough speed to be to be an ace, to be like a front of the rotation type guy. And um, I'm I'm hoping that he emerges for the for the betterment of Clemson for our year. We want Tyshawn Dye to be our guy. And that's nothing against oh, against Wayne Gallman, who is has been a great teammate, great player, great guy for the team. But ultimately, I don't think I don't see I don't want him being my my ace. I want him being my backup guy, maybe a, a third guy. Well, and again, I think this kind of goes back to the the conversation we were having about the type of offense that we run. I mean, you think of, take a look at all those elite running backs we had, and who was the offensive coordinator back then, and then what we've kind of transitioned uh, to, uh, you know, from that point is now it's it's more athletic. Um, you know, guys, you know, wide receivers, hybrid backs, and stuff like that. And you look at the average lifespan of a running back in the NFL is what, like, three years? I mean, it, it's, it's not long. Yeah, it's it's not long. I mean, these guys get beat up. They take hits. I mean, you see um, guys like Gurley from Georgia, you know, great running back. How long is he going to last? So are, are we really focusing on that? Or are we going for more of these hybrid backs like Ray, Ray excuse me, Raven McLeod, you know, he's got running back experience in high school. That was his main position. He's coming in as a wide receiver, but he's going to see some time running football. We see what we do with Artavis Scott. We'll get him out in the flats. He gets the ball, comes in a jet sweep or something like that, runs the ball. So do we really need an elite running back if this is the type of offense we run and the direction that kind yeah, of I mean, I think we're we going, college football? I think we can all agree the greatest offense in our time as Clemson football fans was 2013. Taj Boyd's last year, um, also basically the heyday of Sammy Watkins um, and Hot Rod. Like he was our he was our go-to guy. I feel like for me that balance across the offense. It, but but also the quarterback running the ball. Right. So that threat, I was basically going to ask. Like 2012 was our best year, by the way. But okay, yeah. where yeah we had Ellington Nuke. and and uh, Nuke. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 2013 still saw you know tremendous strides at the quarterback position. Taj was an instrumental part of the offense running the ball. Um, for this year, absolutely, Deshaun Watson could be a weapon. I think for us who are concerned about his um, durability, I would like to see him, you know, not running the ball too much in high risk positions. But to yeah. your point, your question of do we need, you know, a girly type or effectively, you know, a, an elite running back? I don't think we do. But that said, we gotta get some production there. I'll say this real quick, and, and this is hard for me to do too. I think we're all going to have to get over real quick of worrying about Sean Watson running the ball because if he can't run the ball a few times and not get hurt, then he's not going to make it. Like so, so what's the point? Like We actually need to see him go on some runs, take some hits, and get up and do it again. Like We're going to have to. And it's, I understand it's very hard to do because – we possibly have the best player in college football, the best quarterback in Clemson history. 
right, on the team right now. And we've seen him... Potentially, yes. We've seen him get hurt three times. Uh, what was it? The collarbone in the spring game, his first spring game, and then his finger on that stiff arm, and then his ACL. And really had, what, the MCL going into that game too? Is that four injuries? Yeah, so he's been beat up a lot. So yeah, we all have a little bit of uneasiness. Mm -hmm. Thinking about what we could have and the possibility of getting hurt, but I, I think we're, we're just going to have to let that go because you, you have to let the kid play. Um, it's, I know, it, 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 it brings up memories like Willie Korn, right? Yeah, it's a good point. Like, we have to let it go. Because if he's, I mean, if he's made a paper, he's made a paper. He's got, to, he's got to be able to take a few hits. But there is a difference between what you know Chad Morris was pushing last year, which was you know design plays for the quarterback, where he was running almost as if, almost as if he were Cam Newton from 2010. Like he's not. Like it, like Aaron Rodgers does it. Like just plays with defenses on a, a weekly basis in the NFL. It's about extending plays. It's about running when there is an opportunity, and it's about it's it's about making guys miss and and. Yeah, but part of what we play. See, but we've seen like Watson will just go out and do that himself too. Part of the thing with Chad Morris last year is he was still calling those plays with Cole Salas quarterback, and that clearly wasn't his strong suit. And we mm -hmm. saw you know in kind of an adaptation in the Oklahoma game, in the bowl game, with Jeff Scott, Tony Elliott, how they adapted to Stout's uh, strong points, and we saw how that game ended up. So. Yeah, I mean, I understand we all cringe when he kept running Watson last year, but none of Watson's injuries last year during the season were really from getting hit. It was one bad plant and one stiff arm. When you're running among a bunch of guys that are trying to hit you and they're all 240 pounds and very athletic, though, I like my odds when you're not running. I don't know if that makes sense. but It's, it's part of the offense, though, and that's part of his skill set. I mean, yeah. if he's going to be like who he is, and yeah, like the dynamic player, getting the full value. Be. Yeah, right. exactly. And I think he showed that he's not scared. I mean, you saw that high flying touchdown where he landed kind of awkwardly on one leg last year. That was a beautiful play. Scared the hell out of me. He wants it. The guy wants. Yeah. He wants it. He's a he's a baller. He's a football player. I mean, he's a natural. He's got everything. He is it. If he stays healthy and he lives up to his ability, he is going to be a Heisman Trophy candidate, and he's probably going to be a national champion. For Clemson. No, I'm serious. <laughs> I hope so, man. This is the, this I hope is, so. This okay. is the time to talk about this. We all kind of shy away from it, but if everything does go right, we have the team, we have the players, we have the talent, we have the coaches, every we have the support from the school and the fan base. Everything is going right, and it can't happen. You do have to put the pieces of the puzzle together, and you do have to have some breaks and get lucky along the way sometimes. Everything has to go right, but we're in a better position now than we have been since 1981. Are you saying national champion like this year? I'm not saying this year. Or the, you're thinking next I'm, year. I'm saying before Deshaun Watson leaves us. Okay, so that, is that this year or is it next year? Because he's leaving us after next year. Well, I said before he leaves us. So that I've that that is. I'm really narrowed it down for you, Ben. Before I'm, the I'm end of this next up year. To you. What are you, I what don't are you think me? it happens this year, but I think by the time next year comes around, we have you know a very talented quarterback. We have adequate running backs. We have great, great wide receivers, a strong offensive line, and a defense that has taken this year to learn, get experienced, and gel. So it looks like next year could be the... the... No, that's absolutely it. It could what, be. I, and I'm not saying this year couldn't happen if everything goes right, but everything has to absolutely go right. Yeah. So looking at, looking at this year and looking at our running backs, which is our original topic... 
So it's all about protecting Deshaun Watson. I mean, that's 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 probably when when your upside for our running backs is like you know on a scale from one to ten when you when most guys are giving you a five and their upside is a six. There's not really enough added value there. Who could protect Deshaun Watson? That's added value. Yeah, and that's, absolutely. And that's Zach, Zach Brooks. Yeah, who, who's a redshirt junior. He came, coming off a ACL injury. No, really, he's, he's the one guy that we can trust. By the way, Wayne Gallman blew some coverages last year, and maybe he's improved. I think he will improve there. But that's that's you can't miss like a couple of the times that he missed. I'm good leave. with a half a yard less yards per carry in this offense if you get a running back in there that can pass protect and can can. You know, basically buy Deshaun Watson that much more time to make moves, get the ball to his talented receivers, or you know, buy himself enough time to maneuver around a backfield if he needs to scramble. Um, and I, I mean, if we think it's Zach Brooks that is the guy that gives you that much opportunity, I am willing to take the the downside of his running ability. Yeah, and and even with the ability to come out of the backfield and make a catch, you that's know? that's his added value. It's it's, yeah. it's having that versatility, and he he does know the playbook. He knows how to protect Deshaun Watson. And, and let's not sell Galman short either. I mean, he's a redshirt sophomore. You know, he's he's yeah. needed to put on some weight. So let's see, let's see how that skill set develops. Yeah, I'm but, not writing him off. He he has some strengths. I just think on altogether, he's he's very average in a lot of departments. And I don't necessarily just from a physical standpoint, I don't see him being. A top tier player. Not to say that he can't be a, a very effective player for Clemson. I think he will. I think he's he's got that work ethic and he's got that. He's already he's already shown in a short time. He's shown considerable improvement from freshman year. Who's to your who's your dark who's your dark horse this year? Probably C.J. Davis. Yep, I was same thing. That's my feeling too. Because he he's lost a little bit of weight that kind of hindered him last year. And he's back to his like track speed, but that's what he's going to be. He's not going to be an every down back, but he could be a guy that could break out for a quick, you know, twenty yards with his speed. And that's what we're used to seeing with Ellington yeah. and Spiller. Yeah. Right. They bounce to the outside. Yeah, he could be that. I mean, he could be that guy. I guess his his downside is he's not great in between tackles, but give him, give him a little bit of space, and he might be able to make it happen because yeah, track speed it it wins out. That's what we do. We spread the offense, and we enable that to happen. Well, and guys, we can't talk about the running back group without talking about run blocking and run run protection effectively. Um, not to preclude our tight end preview at all, but how do we feel from a blocking standpoint from the tight end position? Do we think that any sort of thinness or lack of experience on the O-line can be somewhat made up for and accounted for on, from the tight end group. Well, I don't think Jordan Leggett blocks, does he? No, he, he doesn't. He doesn't block. We, we've heard he catches the ball. Uh, he Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, we, we've heard that. Oh, it's, he's good. Like He's got a lot of talent. He doesn't block. Uh, discipline, work ethic, it's not always there. Cannon Smith though he's a, like another guy. We got a lot of freshmen, both redshirt and just true freshmen. Man, there's a lot of reason to be like excited about Clemson for this year, next year, and even beyond. Um, Cannon Smith is a redshirt freshman. He's he's a blocker. He's like they, he could even play offensive tackle. They, he might move to that position at some point in his career. So yeah, we could pick up a little bit there from him. Definitely not necessarily a, a, a catching type or receiver type. And I could in. be wrong about this, but I actually thought I saw that they were thinking about moving him to a to a tackle. Yeah, they, to a yeah, they, position. I've heard. Yeah, there's an opening at left tackle. He should take it. And I feel like you know we'll we'll get into our opponent previews and, and their secondary ability. Um, 
could be great to have a tight end running running up the middle when you do have such burners on the outside. Um, but that said, do we really need you know receiving option there at tight end if pass protection or run blocking is a priority for this offense? Well, and if I, our receivers can get loose, I think part of it is that I remember being really spoiled by some of the great tight ends that we had and guys like Dwayne Allen and Michael Palmer, Palmer and the, the their receiving ability um, was huge. And it's been a big drop-off the past few years. I think Jordan Leggett was the guy that was supposed to come in and fill that gap, and it, it hasn't pounded out. You know, People still speak highly about him, and we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I think this year, more than anything, it is going to be about blocking. Um, you yeah. know, can, they, you know, can the tight end pull and come around the other side of the line and make a big block, like stuff up some holes? Like we need... Stop maybe, a double maybe, team. Yeah, maybe that's an area where... You know the tight end actually comes into play and actually kind of covers up some of our other weaknesses on the offensive line. Yeah, like to that point, I want to see a tight end. What like Auburn does this, and the reason, by the way, the reason I mentioned Auburn so much, that's our whole offense was derived from Gus Malzahn. Right. So it's it's essentially that's what it is, and they do this, and they run it. They do a lot of things great more in the running game. We do a lot of things better in the passing game. If we could kind of obviously adopt some of those things from the running game. One of them is is like the halfback, fullback, two guys in the backfield, one just just mean guy going like up the middle. Like, why don't we move a tight end there at some point? I don't know who that guy could be. We could convert a linebacker, but that's kind of that might be wishful thinking a little bit too out there right now. But it's something to consider. What and, about Milan Richard? We well, haven't talked about him. Yeah, we should. If we were talking about tight ends. Milan Richard is gonna. It's going to be hard to keep him off the field because, for one, he's physical. He will block. He's Herschel Walker's nephew. He's He's got unbelievable upside. And this guy, I mean, Jordan Leggett can't get it together by now. He's a junior. Then he's going to take he's going to take a starting job. So we have a very another position, much like receiving receivers, we have a huge upside there. And a very it's very bright. Well, and Garrett Williams is another guy that, He's going to redshirt this year, I think, because there's so much there. Yeah, I mean, they say the coaches would love to redshirt him, um, but he does so many things well. So, okay, maybe he will, but is it, is it a point where, like, an injury could come into play? Yeah, I mean, I I still I don't think so. J.J. McCullough, until he's off the team, and God knows his leash yeah. is very short. <laughs> um then I think I think there's enough there where they probably won't. I think they want to keep that red shirt there. This is yeah. sure. 